you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio and the specialist, cast of dozens, to help us put this on every week. Of course, it's week seven now, right? We're a third of the way through the season, so we're locked and loaded. Everything that we can know, we we have learned. There's nothing new to be learned. We're just going to be smart all the way through. Nothing new ever happens after week six. Everyone knows that, right? Everyone knows that. We're all we're all done with learning. Now it's just about playing and putting things in action. We're going to help you put some things in action with a busy show today. We've got some heroes and villains. We'll do game previews as we normally do, but. We'll also talk about some injured star players who have been out for a while and how you're handling that on your fantasy roster. But first, let's start with some fantasy headlines. In Dallas, Dak Prescott says he plans to play this week against the Detroit Lions. He has been out since week one dealing with a thumb injury. Now, Cooper Rush did a good job keeping the Cowboys afloat, but it wasn't necessarily great for fantasy. With Dak coming back, 
How much does this entire Dallas offense improve? I think a good amount. Like Cooper Rush played good ball for real life purposes when he was in there, but they scored between 17 and 25 points every game with him. Uh, and last year they were the top scoring offense with Dak Prescott. He gets paid all of that money for a reason. CeeDee Lamb was still able to be held afloat with Cooper Rush, but those secondary pieces all struggled. And I think Lamb will be fine with Dak, but those other guys will all get a boost as well. I talked about CeeDee Lamb before the season being a dark horse to be the wide receiver one overall. That was with Dak Prescott being healthy. Yeah, so I think that means good things for him. But as you mentioned, I think Michael Gallup gets a boost. I think a healthy Dalton Schultz gets a boost. I also think this offense being able to push the ball downfield means some better things for the running backs, whether it's Tony Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott, so I'm very excited about Dak coming back. On top of it, it adds one more quarterback back to our lives in a position that has become very, very thin over the first few weeks of the season. Over to Washington, Taylor Heineke is going to get the start against the Green Bay Packers this week. Carson Wentz expected to miss four to six weeks with a finger injury. We're not starting Taylor Heineke unless we are absolutely in desperation mode, but does this make you feel any differently about any of the commander's pass catchers? It makes me feel a little bit better about Terry McLaurin, which I didn't expect coming into the season. I thought Wentz would be the better pairing there, but uh, Wentz is only targeting him six times a game. McLaurin's catching under four catches per game. Those numbers were all better last year with Taylor Heineke. The yardage she's on pace for is pretty similar, but I'm just thinking that Heineke will throw the ball more to Taylor uh, to Terry McLaurin and the opposite effect, I think, for Curtis Samuel, who Carson Wentz had hard eyes for. I think with with Heineke, it's sort of like what you saw with Cooper Rush. You just hope he sort of keeps you afloat. Again, I don't know that it's great fantasy-wise, but we also have sort of seen how he operates, and so maybe that does mean Terry McLaurin finally gets unlocked. It's something we have been waiting a month and a half so far to see that happen. Let's talk some heroes and villains, the ups and downs of fantasy. Let's start on the good side with the fantasy hero of the week. Who is going to carry teams to victory? Tua Tungavailoa. He is back for the Miami Dolphins and should be back for your fantasy teams this week. Look, the Steelers are a good matchup for quarterbacks. They're in the top six in fantasy points and touchdowns allowed to the position this year. But the real thing is they have been torched by wide receivers all year. And now they have to go against arguably the best duo in the NFL, Tyreek Hill, who leads uh, the league in yards right now and is routinely going for 150 yards. And then uh, Jalen Waddle, who just went off. They both went off last week with a second and third string quarterback. Tua is back now in a great matchup. I'm very excited to get him back in my lineup. The backup quarterbacks in Miami knew enough to just get the ball into Tyreek's hands and let him work in space. Tua adds a downfield element to this passing game, so I think there's a big opportunity there. For me... It's Ezekiel Elliott. You heard me talk about what Dak means to the running game here. I do think this is a big week for Zeke in part because Dak is back and is going to continue to push the ball downfield, stretch things out a little bit, get those linebackers off the line of scrimmage. But on top of it, it's just the Lions. Defensively, they have been (laughs) awful. They are one of the top offenses in terms of yardage and production. They're also one of the worst defenses. They are the worst defense in terms of yards allowed per play. So this feels like an opportunity to get Zeke back in and he's actually been running the ball well the last couple of weeks 78 yards two weeks ago over 80 yards last week so Zeke is getting productive at the right time with a great matchup right in his face even as the the Zeke hater on the show I will say start Zeke this week start Zeke this week this is it this is Zeke week in fantasy football so those are the guys who have been playing well who is somebody who could end up being a villain and maybe threaten to take a torch to your lineup 
This one hurts me to say, but it's James Robinson, who early in the year was starting to look like his old self, and we thought that he was like the miraculous comeback from this Achilles injury, but that has not been the case as of late. In each of his last three games, he's played fewer than half the snaps and had somewhere between 8 and 12 carries with just three targets in those games combined. Travis Etienne has taken over the passing work. He's been playing more snaps. He's been splitting carries, and he is the more explosive option. He can have breakout runs, whereas James Robinson right now leads the league in runs of one yard or less. So he's getting stuffed a lot at the line. I think we could just see more and more Travis Etienne. I'm I'm scared about starting Robinson this week. For me, it's David Montgomery, and this, this sort of hurts because I have been a David Montgomery stand pretty much since day one. I know a lot of other folks were sort of down on him. He's getting plenty of opportunity. He's been dominating the snaps, but he hasn't been incredibly efficient. That's led Matt Eberflus to say, The Bears are going to go with a hot hand approach in the backfield, which means it could be Montgomery some weeks. It could be Khalil Herbert. Just sort of depends on who's playing well. That is a tough way to live. On top of it, the matchup this week against the Patriots, not a good one. The Patriots giving up a decent amount of yards on the ground, but just two rushing touchdowns so far this season. Throw in the fact that the Bears offense has just not been incredibly productive, and it feels like it's a very hard week to try to start David Montgomery. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he's a very good running back, like you said, but it's the, the way the offense is running and how they're using them. Just just not working out. They're not, they're not very efficient through the air or on the ground. It makes it very hard to start Montgomery. Thursday Night Football coming your way well on Thursday. Of course, you can see that at 8.15 Eastern on Prime Video and NFL Plus. Some news for New Orleans. Chris Olave cleared concussion protocols. He is expected to play. Michael Thomas still looks like he's going to miss another game. We'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show. But let's talk about some guys who will be there on Thursday night down in the desert. DeAndre Hopkins expected to make his 2022 season debut after serving a six-game suspension. What do you expect from him? This is a guy coming off kind of an injury-plagued season last year that was underwhelming. What do we expect from him in his first game back this year? I'm not sure where he's going to play the full allotment of snaps, but I'm expecting him to be still heavily used whenever he's on the field. And I've I've come around. I would fully start him everywhere if you've been waiting this long. Uh, Last season, he was banged up and and limited, like you said. It was very much so a down year by his standards, but he still managed to catch eight touchdowns in 10 games, and he averaged over an end zone target per season. Uh, per game, I mean, and that's where the Cardinals have been struggling this year, like because their top wide receivers are my size. So, <laughs> like, all of the end zone targets go to Zach Ertz, who, no offense to Zach Ertz, he doesn't create a whole lot of separation there. I think D Hop is going to come in and, at the very least, be a huge threat to score a touchdown every game. I do think we're going to see him get peppered with targets when he's on the field. The question is, how much is he going to be on the field? But the Cardinals excited to have him back, I think, for fantasy. Like you said, if you've been holding him this long, you're starting him because you've been itching to get him in your lineup the whole time. Speaking of wide receivers who are your size, we know Marquise Brown <laughs> is going to be out for four to six weeks as he deals with a foot injury. Rondale Moore steps in, and he's been seeing a decent target share the last few weeks with Nuke Hopkins sort of working his way back with Marquise Brown not there. What do you expect? It, it seems like this is an opportunity for Rondell Moore to go out and actually have himself a day. Yeah, he, he is a sleeper. He is a streamer. He was someone that I think is worth picking up off the waiver wire this week if he was still out there in your leagues. But I'm not one of these Rondell Moore truthers, and there's a lot of them out on fantasy Twitter right now. And I'm even seeing people say, like, 
He's going to get more targets without Marquise Brown because no one is going to get the type of targets that Marquise Brown was getting. And I'm like, are we forgetting DeAndre Hopkins averaged 10 targets a game for years? Like, this is the first time in his career Marquise Brown is doing this. DeAndre Hopkins has done it forever. He is still going to be the top target. Zach Ertz, I still think, will be the second target. I think Moore is in a position where he could get volume, but it's not like he's going to be this, like, 8, 9, 10 target a game a game type of receiver in my opinion well the other part of it is the cardinals went out and traded for robbie anderson and mm-hmm. look all things being being equal anderson's going to take a couple of weeks to get up to speed i don't expect to see him on thursday night but this is a guy who does have that ability to sort of stretch the field a little bit to take some of those deep shots that maybe would have otherwise gone to marquise brown in the short term rondale moore actually is working more downfield this year than he did last year he's not necessarily a deep threat or at least hasn't been this season so it feels like it's going to be a collective that sort of takes over a lot of these opportunities with nuke hopkins back with zach ertz there with more with anderson once he finally gets to gets knowledge of the playbook so I, I don't know that all of a sudden Rondale Moore jumps into this you know wide receiver two type, type category but I do think he has sleeper potential I think especially this week with volume against he, a tough Saints defense he reminds me of Curtis Samuel with a better quarterback yeah I think that's fair like, I think that's that's fair <laughs> absolutely you know Benjamin was a guy that a lot of us loved last week we thought a big game was coming against the Seahawks it didn't This week, a much tougher matchup against the New Orleans Saints. Do you have a level of confidence in starting Eno? No, I I have him as a sit this week, but I I do say in the article uh, that he will get volume, so... If you're in a pinch because of the buys or injury or anything like that, because this is a really rough week with buys and all of that, if you're in a pinch, sure, Eno Benjamin, just because he's going to give you 15-plus touches, but if you have other options... I would probably go with the other options. Definitely not excited about Eno Benjamin this week, especially because the Cardinals have been so inconsistent offensively. I just don't know that that leans toward them running the football. And the Saints so are great against the Saints run. are great against the run on top of it. So if you have Eno, if you have other options besides Eno, I might look at those this week. Real quick with Alvin Kamara. We're still looking, waiting for a huge game out of him. We haven't had one so far this season. The Cardinals' defense has been very forgiving. If he has a good game, are you buying, holding, or selling? What are you doing? I would be selling because I no longer value Alvin Kamara as an RB1. I think he's more of a high-end RB2. But I think the fantasy community as a whole still sees Alvin Kamara and thinks RB1 right away, thinks top five potential. Uh, he's been getting more targets as of late, but that's because the entire Saints receiving core has not been active at least that's what I think Um, I I think as those guys get healthier we'll start seeing that the receivers get more and more involved and then I mean the guy is still waiting for his first touchdown of the year because anytime they get in the red zone it's Taysom time so I think that is a headache that you're gonna have to worry about all year I think the other worry is you talk about the receivers getting healthy when Jameis Winston is back also Jameis has not been checking it down we know he's gonna push the ball downfield so that means fewer targets for Kamara If they're not running the ball effectively, then that really sort of submarines his production and his fantasy value as a result. Check out this nugget from our NFL research team. Tyreek Hill has 10 more or more receptions, 150 more or more receiving yards in three games this season. All other players have three of those games combined. 
So Tyree Hill has been on fire. So simple question, does he stay hot this week against the Steelers on Sunday Night Football? Yes. The Steelers have struggled mightily against receivers all year, and he is just getting insane volume. Uh, the game against the Bills, he only saw four targets. That was the game where uh, to a left and came back. And then against the Jets, uh, that was the Skylar Thompson game. Uh, he had seven targets in that one. Besides that, 12, 13, 14, 15 targets. Like, it's off the chart volume, and he is so electric that he could go to the house anytime we know that. So. Whoever the quarterback is, they've been smart enough to know, just get the ball to Tyreek in space and let him do the rest. It's a pretty simple formula. It worked in Kansas City. It's working in Miami. Let's turn our attention to the game previews as we get ready for week seven. We will start with the Falcons and the Bengals. And you're giving it one more try with Kyle Pitts. Huh? Uh, I, I am. And, and it's because like I have Drake London as a sit and Kyle Pitts as a start. If you flipped their positions, it would be the other way around. It's solely <laughs> because Kyle Pitts is a tight end. We saw him score a touchdown last week. Uh, I celebrated as if I had just scored that touchdown, but... The issue has been the Falcons have been throwing the ball 19 times per game the last three weeks. My hope is that going against the Bengals, they're going to have to throw more to keep up with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and that high-powered offense. Plus, Cincinnati has struggled against the tight ends, allowing 14 fantasy points per game. So I think one more week, you give Kyle Pitts another try. We'll see what happens this week. Hopefully, Arthur Smith decides to actually get him involved in the offense. Lions at the Cowboys. Some news for Detroit. Dan Campbell expects DeAndre Swift to practice on Wednesday. So hopefully that gets him a little bit closer to getting back on the field. Regardless, you're sitting Jared Goff. And we were all big on Jared Goff at the start of the season. He came out of the gates hot. Then they played the, the Patriots, and it all fell apart. Jared Goff looked like the guy that we were avoiding. This week, he's got another tough defense to deal with in the Dallas Cowboys. I expect Micah Parsons and that defensive line to be in his face all day long. Sure, maybe the Lions score some points in garbage time, but I also think Goff's going to be pressured into a whole lot of mistakes. So you probably have better options. You weren't expecting Goff to really give you much anyway, so you definitely have better options. I think you can stay away from Jared Goff this week. Colts and the Titans, which on paper is the game of the week because it's the only game this week featuring two teams with winning records. It's not very exciting. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. It doesn't, it doesn't really move the needle for me. But fantasy-wise, there are some pieces here. So what are you looking at? I, I think you could start Alec Pierce. We already know Michael Pittman Jr. is in play in this passing game. But Alec Pierce has really been coming on strong as of late. He's top 12 fantasy points in three straight games, six targets or more in each of those games as well. And one of those three games was against this Titans defense. It was the first one, though. He was just really starting to get acclimated in this offense but he has clearly won Matt Ryan over that Thursday night game he got peppered with targets last week he caught the game winning touchdown and then it's a great matchup the Titans have allowed the second most fantasy points to receivers and I feel like having Alec Pierce there is going to open things up for Michael Pittman because now he's not going to get quite as much as attention because you got to pay attention to the guy on the other side Packers at Commanders, and this game is a lot more lackluster than I thought it would be coming into the season, at least on the Packers side. I didn't think the Commanders were going to be great. Aaron Jones was not a part of the game plan at all in week six. Do you expect he's going to bounce back this week? I would hope so. I, I mean, I'm expecting that the Packers are going to win this game. I, I'm expecting that they're going to be playing with the lead, and that means more running the ball, hopefully, for Aaron Jones. But the concern with the Green Bay running backs is like, 
Even if they're playing with the lead, it could go to A.J. Dillon. Even if they're playing from behind, the targets could go to A.J. Dillon like we saw last week. So I, I still think Jones is someone you start, but my confidence level is definitely going down. Definitely concerned about his usage. He had four touches in the first half last week, which is sort of a head-scratcher here. And I think that with the Packers offense struggling to find anything, generally you want to start funneling the ball to your best offensive players – Right now, that's Aaron Jones, so I would think that they're going to find a way to get him more involved. I certainly hope so. The matchup is in his favor. He just needs the opportunity. I'll also tell you that you can start the Packers' defense this week, partially because it's Taylor Heineke, but even if it was Carson Wentz, I still would have suggested you start the Packers' defense this week. The commanders struggling to run the football. They're not opening holes. We know that their quarterbacks tend to make mistakes. When it was Wentz, he would throw the ball to the other team. I think you can pressure Taylor Heineke into some mistakes as well. So the Packers, who really have sort of survived as, as much as you can say what they're doing is surviving, a lot of it has been because of their defense. This feels like a good week to start or stream, depending on your situation, uh, the Packers DST. It's time for Who's Gonna Eat, presented by Uber Eats. Managing a fantasy team and hitting refresh on your scores works up an appetite, so order with Uber Eats today. Let's talk about this Buccaneers-Panthers matchup. Florio, who do you like in this one? I think the Bucs are going to take out their frustration on the Carolina Panthers this week. Uh, it, it's been a rough couple of weeks for them in Tampa, but I think this might be the last week I can advocate starting Chris Godwin. I think he's a must-start option because soon it's going to become too obvious. He's quickly becoming the Chris Godwin of old again. Last week, Tom Brady had only eyes for Chris Godwin. Like He had a 57% target share. He equated for almost half of their air yard share. He's looking healthier and healthier each week. We still haven't seen that Chris Godwin blow-up game, but he's had at least 12 fantasy points in three straight. He scored a season high last week. He's becoming his old self again, and that is scary for opposing defenses and great for those who drafted him. The only thing he's really missing this year is touchdowns, and I think once those start to come, then you will see those big blow-up games coming, but the, the opportunities have been there. The targets have been there, and I think Chris Godwin's an excellent start this week. That was Who's Gonna Eat, presented by Uber Eats, the official on-demand food delivery partner of the NFL. Even if you make the wrong fantasy lineup call, make the right call on delivery. Order with Uber Eats today. Time for another break. We'll come back with more of our game previews, including one between the Seahawks and the Chargers, which has, I think, a lot of fantasy potential. We'll dive into that on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available in the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 per month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. Giants and the Jaguars, it's the Evan Ingram revenge game. And so for that reason, I've got him as a sleeper. I mean, that's not the only reason I have him as a sleeper. Part of it is because he is working in and earning some targets in that Jaguars offense. The frustration has been there's no real consistency to where the football is going from Trevor Lawrence. I mean, some weeks it's Christian Kirk. Some weeks it's Evan Ingram. Marvin Jones still getting some opportunities there as well. So it's kind of getting spread around, but this feels like a really good opportunity. The Giants have not been great against the tight end position I think this could be a week that you see Trevor Lawrence get the ball to his tight end out in space, allow him to make some plays. But, yeah, also, you know, revenge <laughs> against a team that, that just unceremoniously kind of let him go. Although, look, in the Giants' defense, Evan Ingram didn't really offer them much, so there's that part of it. But he's still out for revenge. Still out for revenge, though. It doesn't really matter why it happened. It's, it's <laughs> happening. Browns at the Ravens, and last week not a great week for Lamar Jackson. This week 
bounce back maybe yeah i i still think like breathe if you have lamar jackson <laughs> it's gonna be okay he is still a must start option especially this week when two of the elite quarterbacks are already on by he could easily end up being the qb1 this week the browns have struggled mightily against the run all year. They've allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the league. They're up there in rushing yards. And I know usually that's a good thing for running backs, but when you have Lamar Jackson, it's a good thing for him as well. Plus, it's looking like Rashad Bateman could return this week, and I think he's been greatly missed in this uh, Ravens passing attack. And hey, if you want to get excited about old things, Deshaun Jackson is a Raven now too, which Yay. can only help you know maybe take the top off the defense a little bit. I guess. <laughs> I don't it's more really about know. the running thing against the Browns. Though. Yeah, I think it's more about the running thing against the Browns. Yeah, I, I saw that news about Deshaun Jackson. I mean, good for him. He's still hanging around this league. I don't think I want any parts of that. He, uh, he made a hype video, and all the highlights were from like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. All right, man. Uh, hopefully this works out for him. We'll see. Jets and the Broncos, things still not great in Denver. They suffer a close loss at SoFi Stadium on Monday night to the Chargers. Russell Wilson is banged up. You mentioned uh, he had the shoulder injection previously. Now is dealing with a hamstring injury that has him listed as day-to-day. At this point, can we trust starting any Broncos, especially if Russell Wilson isn't at quarterback? Although, maybe that doesn't make a difference this year. I, it's bleak. I, I, I have Jerry Judy as a sit. I have Melvin Gordon as a sit this week. I don't think you could trust any of these Broncos running backs with any sort of confidence. Um, and then, like, Cortland Sutton is the one player that maybe you could hang your hat on. And then he – I know he I was going up against good corners, but he was he had his worst game of the year last week. So, right now, I think Cortland Sutton is still in play as, like, a wide receiver three or flex option, but that is it. Yeah, it's, it's bleak there right now because, as you mentioned, Sutton was kind of the only guy that you could kind of count on on a regular basis. I've had to I've had to officially bury my Albert Okoye Boonham takes because he was a healthy scratch this week, so it's bad there. And I would say this week, you're sitting all your Broncos running backs because we just don't know anymore. We came into the game thinking it was going to be a Melvin Gordon-Mike Boone pairing. Instead, it turns out to be Latavius Murray who gets the lead opportunities with Mike Boone behind him. Melvin Gordon had, I think, three carries, uh, maybe four, and was relegated to the bench. He doesn't know what's going on. The Broncos offense is completely frustrated. Everything there is bad right now. And if you can avoid starting any Broncos, I would highly suggest you do that at this point. Texans and the Raiders. And (laughs) (laughs) that was about the Broncos running backs, I assume. (laughs) Not the Texans and the Raiders, which could have a lot of points in it, maybe. I don't know. But weirdly, maybe not so much passing in this one. Yeah, I think this is a week where we're going to see a lot of the running backs, uh, and I think both of them are must-start options. They're both coming off of their bye week last week, so I don't want people to forget how well each of these running backs were playing. Josh Jacobs had scored over 30 fantasy points in each of his two previous games. They're running the ball more with him, and the Texans allow by far the most production to running backs in the league. That's a trend that goes all the way back to last season as well. And then Damian Pierce was putting up RB1 numbers uh, before the bye week. Lovey Smith came out and said, we want to get this guy 20 carries a game. Today he said that. And you see this run right here. Like This is the closest thing we've seen 
to since the beast mode run. Like that's how good <laughs> this run was by Damian Pierce. Both of these guys should be valued as RB ones, but I just wanted to re like remind everyone of that because of the bye weeks last. Yeah, week. that run against Tennessee where he's like bowling over people and spinning and like you know insane. Gets, he goes down by just one ankle. He's trying to pull away. That one is is a lot of fun to watch. Seahawks and the Chargers. Justin Herbert. Kind of got shut down against the Broncos. You and I, though, both said that was going to be a tough matchup and one to sort of beware of, and he did not play well in that one. But, you know, it has been a while. It's been a few weeks that we've seen a giant game from Justin Herbert. Should we be concerned about the Chargers quarterback? Yes, I think so. Uh, like, And this isn't because I lost the week this week, Marcus, where all I needed was Justin Herbert to outscore DeAndre <laughs> Carter and uh, KJ Hamler. But he was averaging twenty three over 23 fantasy points per game before the rib injury. Since then, he has not reached that number. He has only topped 15 fantasy points once. He just is not the same quarterback. He's not running since the rib injury. Uh, he, he just hasn't looked the same. He's too good to sit, I think. But he is not one of the elite quarterbacks like we thought he was going to be heading into the season. The other part of it is this offense just is not very vertical right now. Yeah. They don't have a ton of speed there. Keenan Allen's still sort of working his way back. There's a chance maybe he plays, but with the Chargers having a bye the next week. He's not like a downfield guy either. He's also not a downfield guy either. It's just everything is within 10 or so yards of the line of scrimmage in that passing game. Part of why we love Justin Herbert was him airing it out downfield. Mm -hmm. That's not happening, and that is very much a concern for the Chargers passing game. On the other side, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett did not have big games last week against Arizona when we thought it was primed for them to really explode. Do they bounce back against the Chargers secondary that, look, I know J.C. Jackson has struggled and, and he's been dealing with some issues right now, but for the most part, the Chargers secondary has been pretty good. How concerned are we about DK and, and Lockett? I, I don't know if we're going to get, like, both of them putting up wide receiver one numbers like we got a couple of weeks ago. But I still think if you have them, you start these guys. Last week was more because the Cardinals did nothing. Like, you you tweeted it out. You were like, this is the defense giving up more production than anything. And the Cardinals put up nine points yeah. against them. It was like they were running the ball. It was the Kenneth Walker show in the second half. They didn't need to throw the ball. Hopefully against the Chargers, if Justin Herbert plays better, they will need to throw the ball. I, I still think these guys are weekly starts, but you're not going to get a week every week where they both blow up. Yeah, I tweeted that about the Seahawks giving up almost 31 points a game. The Cardinals had nine. Somebody in my mentions reminded me that only three of those points came on offense as well. I think it was wow. a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown wow. that led to the other six. So that made it even worse when you put it in, in that context. I will say you can also start Gerald Everett in this game. The Seahawks have struggled against the Titans in position and for as much as I lament this being kind of a dink and dunk offense it sort of works out for Gerald Everett that means he's getting targets in the intermediate part of the field Justin Herbert has been very comfortable going to him the problem with Everett he's sometimes had some stone hands that have led to interceptions he's also put the ball on the ground but we're not gonna look at that we're gonna overlook that and hope that the targets come his way and that this is a, a high scoring game which means he gets plenty of opportunity Chiefs at 49ers as we continue our whip around for week seven last week Juju Smith-Schuster had a really nice game his best fantasy game of the season do you trust starting him this week though against San Francisco I think so only because of how banged up that secondary is. That whole defense is right now. We just saw them give up four touchdowns to Marcus Mariota and the Falcons. 
But right now, if you have Juju, I would be trying to sell high on him after he had his biggest game of the year and the most watched game of, of the week last week. It, it has not been great. I think we, we thought Juju could be a wide receiver too this year. It hasn't really panned out that way, in part just because the Chiefs are spreading the ball around a lot more, and this is not quite as explosive a passing game as it has been in the past. But as you mentioned, the Niners really beat up on the the defensive side of the ball up front and in the, the secondary as well. So maybe this could be another Juju Smith-Schuster week. Anybody else that you have an eye on in this game? I, I would be sitting Jeff Wilson Jr. right now. I, I know the Chiefs have struggled against running backs, especially in the passing game, but he has just three targets in his last three games combined since taking over and the groundwork just like he disappeared last week and I didn't understand what happened there maybe you you watch the 49ers very closely like I, I don't get what they did with him but while the usage is up in the air like this I, I find it very hard to trust him. some of it had to do with the early fumble it got run back for a, a touchdown some of it was just that the Niners couldn't get anything going on the ground and they, they tried to put the game in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands and, and that didn't quite work out I don't text know chain that, wasn't enjoying that. the text chain was not enjoying it I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that this one was on Jimmy necessarily, but it definitely just did not work out for the 49ers this past week. Steelers at Dolphins on Sunday night football, and we'll see whether or not Kenny Pickett plays. He is still in concussion protocol. I know the Steelers are preparing as though he's going to be the starter. We'll see, but either way, I think you can start Deontay Johnson because he remains the target leader in this offense, even if the production hasn't matched what we want it to be. I know last week it was the Chase Claypool game. We've seen the emergence of George Pickens in this offense, but this is still a receiving core that is led by Deontay Johnson. I think if the Dolphins can put up points with Waddle and Hill, that's going to force the Steelers to continue to throw the football. If it's Mitch Trubisky, I especially like Deontay Johnson. I think he gets some more looks there. But even if it is Kenny Pickett this week, I think Deontay is very much in play. Monday Night Football, Bears at the Patriots, which once upon a time was a Super Bowl matchup way back in January of 1986. Hytham Kalani throwing his arms up in the air because the Bears won a Super Bowl that we, that year against the New England Patriots. This one is not going to be nearly as championship caliber of a matchup, but what are you doing for fantasy here? <laughs> I think you can sit Jacoby Myers this week, and he was a player that a couple of weeks ago we were we were very excited about because of the volume that he was getting. And I think if you looked at the buys, you'd be like, Jacoby Myers is a great bye week replacement. But last week he was fifth on his own team in targets, which you don't love to see at all. Uh, it's looking like it could be another Bailey Zappi week. And then I just think this matchup is going to become like a run fest between two of the teams that run the ball the most in the NFL. Because of that, less opportunities. And the Bears have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to receivers. Their secondary has been stingy. Because of all of that, I, I think you get away from him in this passing game. The Bears don't want to throw the football, which is why they run. The Patriots may run the football because the Bears have struggled stopping the run, so it could be very heavy for the running backs on both sides. There are more buys this week, and this one is big in the sense of who is on a buy. Four teams off this week, but it's the Buffalo Bills, the Los Angeles Rams, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Two of those teams are among the top three scoring offenses in the league, that being Buffalo and Philadelphia. The Vikings have a couple of stars in Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson who are going to be off this week. The Rams have Cooper Cup. I guess Matt Stafford, if you're still, I don't know, two QB leagues or something. I don't know. But either way, there are a lot of really important fantasy pieces not available this week. So we're going to go through some opportunities to stream. And I'm going to start at quarterback with Matt Ryan, who 
had his best game of the year fantasy-wise this past week, 389 passing yards, which as much as we've been frustrated by Matt Ryan, he's had 350 or more passing yards three times so far this season. But he also did not turn the football over on Sunday, and that was a big deal. That has been his Achilles heel so far this season. The good news is the Titans aren't really causing turnovers this year. I think they have just seven takeaways this season, 13 sacks, which is just sort of middle of the road. So if Ryan can avoid the turnovers again against a bad secondary, I think there's a chance for him to put up a good number. Look, if you're, again, if you're, you're, Got some of these quarterbacks that are on a bye. If you're looking at some quarterbacks with bad matchups, uh, Matt Ryan could really be a good streaming option for you. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I completely agree. I think Matt Ryan is the top streaming quarterback option this week. But if you miss out on him, I think Trevor Lawrence is also in play. Uh, I know a couple of weeks ago he struggled with the turnovers. It was good to see him take care of the ball last week against the Colts. And he's been running more, over 20 rushing yards in two straight games. I know the two rushing touchdowns really elevated him last week. But he, he had been – overall, he's been playing better ball, more good than bad from him. And I just – his playmakers are all getting healthy. I, I don't love Trevor Lawrence by any stretch, but I think if you're looking for a streaming option, he's an option for you this well, week. Well, I think when you look at the matchups this week and you look at the quarterbacks available, it's 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 a slog this week. I don't think there's a lot of folks to get super excited about. If you're streaming tight ends, I'm going to give you Jawan Johnson down in New Orleans. And he's still looking for a touchdown, but he's increasingly becoming a bigger part of the Saints passing game, running more routes, getting more targets, getting more opportunities. Chris Olave expected to be back, but Michael Thomas still potentially missing in action. I know Taysom Hill is listed as a tight end. He doesn't really play like a tight end. They move him all around. Juwan Johnson lines up and operates more as a traditional tight end, and I think there's an opportunity for him there this week. It's Thursday night. I know it's never great to play a streamer on Thursday night, but against the Cardinals, who've been bad defensively, especially against tight end, there's opportunity we didn't even have any video of him, so it was just me on camera <laughs> talking about this the whole time. Uh, on the other side, there have to be some other streaming tight ends that maybe we actually do have video for. Yeah, I, I would hope we have some Hunter Henry video. And, and I know earlier I said I don't love the passing game for the Patriots, but Hunter Henry is a tight end, so that naturally puts him in play. And he's been playing better ball as he's gotten healthier and healthier this season. Uh, his targets have increased in three straight weeks. His yards have also increased in each of the last three games. He's scored over nine fantasy points in two straight. And he's coming off of his best game of the year where he had seven targets, four catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. We know that he is their best red zone option as well. So, again, we're talking tight ends. A touchdown is enough to probably make you a tight end one this week. Hunter Henry is a streaming option that I like a lot. I definitely think it's going to be interesting, and it seems like they're starting to go to him more in the offense, so we'll see if that continues against the Bears. Real quick, a defensive streamer for you this week. It is the Jetropolitans going against the Denver Broncos. Mentioned that Russell Wilson is banged up. We'll see if he's able to go, but even if he is, the Denver Broncos offense, we've repeatedly told you, you know this, has been awful this year. They're not moving the football. They're not scoring points, especially once they get in the red zone. And the Jets are feisty defensively. So this could be a really good week to stream the Jets' defense. We were looking at some fantasy stars or would-be fantasy stars that we haven't seen in a while because of some lingering injury issues, and we're wondering 
What should fantasy managers do about them? Let's start with Keenan Allen. We haven't seen him since week one as he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Looked like he was getting close, and he said out of, out of an abundance of caution, they decided to hold him out this past week against Denver. The Chargers have a bye in week eight, so we'll see whether or not he's available. But if you've been hanging on to Keenan Allen, how are you handling this right now? I think you just got to hold tight. Like, like There's going to be a lot of volume going his way. I don't think... Austin Eckler is going to get 16 targets every game. And DeAndre Carter was pretty involved this past week. So those are all uh, opportunities that are going to go Keenan Allen's way. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they hold him out until after the bye. But I think you just got to be patient with Keenan. Definitely makes sense for them to not rush him back right now, especially after they get a win. They're 4-2. and two. They're still very much in the thick of it in the AFC West. So I wouldn't expect to see Keenan until probably week nine. So you've somehow managed to survive this long. I think you just hold on for a couple more weeks and you wait for him to come back. Michael Thomas, who we were excited to get back this season. We haven't seen him since week three as he deals with a foot injury. There is no rest coming for him anytime soon. The Saints don't have a bye until week 14. So, again, this is another guy that you probably didn't spend a lot of draft capital on, which is probably a good thing. Are you just waiting on him or are you trying to sell? What are you doing here? I think for the time being, you're kind of just stuck in limbo because I don't I don't think anyone's going to pay a whole bunch to get a receiver that's so up in the air that we don't really know when he's going to return. I mean, Michael Thomas has played 10 games in the last two and a half seasons. Like, at some point, it's just a trend. And I, I am the anti-injury prone guy. Like, <laughs> But at some point, we got to be like, Michael Thomas just can't stay on the football field. And I think if he does, when he does return, first good game, that's when you try to say, unless it's after your trade deadline, but hopefully it's before. <laughs> hopefully it's before the trade deadline. Yeah, this one sort of stinks because you really are stuck, and there don't seem to be any real indications that he's close to coming back. Again, you probably drafted him later in your draft, so you have other wide receivers that you can play in his place, but this one is, at least with Keenan, it seems like he's close. It seems like there's reason for optimism. Michael Thomas is very much kind of a big, big question mark at this point. Jonathan Taylor has been out since week four dealing with an ankle injury. His status for week seven against the Titans is unknown. This one feels a lot simpler. Like, I, I, it feels like Taylor's close to coming back. At least we hope so. This is very much, look, you probably drafted him first overall. You're definitely playing him the moment he gets back. Yeah, the only thing I would be trying to do with Taylor is buy right now. Like, maybe the person who has him has lost a couple of games without him and they're in a pinch and they really need help. Besides that, I think you just sit tight and... I talk about it all the time, how much Matt Ryan dumps off to his running backs. This can no longer even be like questioned. I mean, he threw the ball <laughs> 10 times to Deion Jackson. Right. That is a great sign for Jonathan Taylor. Absolutely. Like I said, he was the 1.01 in plenty of leagues. You're just holding on and you're waiting for him. And hopefully, hopefully it's week seven. But if not, probably very soon. It seems like he's close to coming back. We've got our top sleepers for week seven. Florio, who's first on your list? Wandell Robinson, who is someone that we were excited about in the preseason. He played very limited in week one before he was injured, and then we didn't see him again since. We saw him ease back into things last week, uh, but he did catch a touchdown, and I'm expecting him a, another, like he only played, uh, he was very limited in snaps, 25% last week. I think as he gets healthier and healthier, we'll see him on the field more, which will mean more targets to him. Sadly, it looks like Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony are still not close. So someone's got to be the top target there for Daniel Jones, and I think it'll be Robinson. Got to find ways to get somebody open. Robinson could be that guy. I'm looking at Kenyon Drake, who had the big week last week for Baltimore in that game against the New York Giants. But 
That was partially because J.K. Dobbins had a bit of a knee issue. That could still be in play, and I think the Ravens are going to take it very cautiously with Dobbins as he recovers from that ACL tear a couple seasons ago. And I think with Kenyon Drake, you saw him get downfield. He's got a very good matchup against the Cleveland Browns, who have struggled running the football. So as long as Dobbins is less than 100%, and as long as the Ravens are sort of taking it slow with him, that could mean some more opportunities for Kenyon Drake in the rushing game. Uh, another sleeper for you. I think Kate Otten is a sleeper uh, against the Panthers this week. We saw a couple weeks ago when Cameron Brait missed time. He had these seven targets in that game. The two games before that, Brait had seen six and eight targets last week in a game where he unfortunately got injured. Uh, the two combined for six targets. So we're seeing a consistent usage out of Brady in the tight end spot, and we know that is a, a factor in this offense. So Otten is going to be the tight end for Brady moving forward, which I think is enough to make him a sleeper. My last one is Jacoby Brissett, who I know when we talk about journeyman quarterbacks, it's Geno Smith getting all the love, but Brissett's played okay for the Browns so far this season. It was not necessarily a great week last week, but he's got a good matchup against a Ravens defense that has struggled most of the season. They've been slightly better the last couple of weeks, but I think there's still an opportunity for Brissett to step in and be a streaming option. Mentioned earlier in the show, it's not great at quarterback this season or this week in particular, but Jacoby Brissett in deeper leagues, two quarterback leagues, could have some appeal as a streaming option in a game that may not have a ton of points, but could feature some back and forth throwing, especially if it gets late in the game. So, of course, we'll have plenty more sleepers for you. My sleeper column comes out every Thursday. You can catch that at NFL.com slash sleepers. We'll all have some of these names and a few more as well. And, of course, you can check us out in your podcast feed five days a week, whether it's the NFL Fantasy Football Show Mondays and Wednesdays, the Q&A Show on Tuesdays and Fridays, or Start Sit on Thursdays. You can find us in the NFL Fantasy app, the NFL channel, or your favorite podcast provider. In the meantime, for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, friendship is like peeing on yourself. Everyone can see it, but only you get the warm feeling. Be safe, take care of yourselves, enjoy week seven, and we'll talk to you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.